Credit card debt can be a never-ending game where balances move from card to card while you chase teaser intro rates only to pay balance transfer fees. Put an end to the games. Whitefish Credit Union's credit card has no balance transfer fees, and we offer a fixed interest rate starting at just 7.9% annual percentage rate. Even if you have less than perfect credit, Whitefish Credit Union may be able to help. Visit whitefishcu.com or call us at 862-3525 to apply. Whitefish Credit Union, we belong to you. Some restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Knock On Sports, and joining me right now is Class A football insider Brian Reed as he joins us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Brian, it is great to chat with you, man. Hope you're doing well. I am doing well. It's been a uh, been a fun week. Um, it's uh, been a uh, pretty busy week, but we've got you know one more game for all the marbles between two teams that you know, have a long history and really don't like each other all that much. So it should be uh, should be a blast. Well, once again here, Brian, and this is kind of something that stuck out to me because I'm also looking at Double A. But once again, Eastern teams they continue to win. Um, obviously, Laurel beat Hamilton. Hamilton was the West's last chance to have a team in the state championship. So for a second consecutive year, it's an Eastern A state championship. Nothing wrong with that in general, but uh, again, just your thoughts on uh, you know two East teams meeting up for the state chipper. Well, if there are if there is a distinguishing characteristic for an Eastern A team, both historically and current, and something that has been told to me from players and coaches from West teams, it's just the physicality of the Eastern teams. It's just a different ball game when you get the likes of you know a Central Laurel, traditionally Miles City even Sydney this year um, in the in the playoffs. They're generally big, they're generally rough and tumble, and if you're going to beat them, you're going to have to be more physical than them. And last, you know, traditionally, and even up to the last few years, those Western teams just, they, they play a different style than the East, and when they, they face each other, you know, it's they're in for, a, uh, for an uphill battle against Eastern teams, and it showed this year. Brian, let's start with one of the semifinals, and let's just start with, since we're talking about the West here, Hamilton versus Laurel. What did you take away from that game? Well, uh, very physical play on the part of Laurel. Um, Laurel has a very experienced and deep offensive line. They turned their entire offensive line and their entire defensive line and just were able to grind it out in the trenches. Uh, Hamilton... They had a great line too, but you know, you go back to that the physical nature of, East, of play in the East. That won out. Um, I know that you know in talking to Coach Carver that Hamilton felt pretty beat up uh, after that game. They uh, they did have some injuries in the game. Most of the players were able to get through it, but it's probably good that they don't have a game this week because there'd be some people who wouldn't be able to go. Uh, Laurel was also helped by getting Emmett Renner back. Um, he had gone out really early in the season, outstanding linebacker uh, for them, and then also uh, a terrific wide receiver. There's been a lot of talk about Jack Waddell, uh, understandably so, this year for uh, for Laurel, but it was Renner who had over 100 yards and was their you know main, main ground gainer in that game. Um, the only performer who went over 100 yards, uh, both either rushing or uh, receiving in that game. And they just, Hamilton, as, as much as they've been able to find success against passing teams from the West this year, 
couldn't find a way to get the ball out of his hands and uh, turn some, you know, third downs into long gainers and great field position for Laurel. Looking at the other semifinal game, Miles Cities versus Billings Central rematch. Much closer score than the last time, but unfortunately for Miles City, doesn't come out on their end, a 17-10 loss uh, to Billings Central. What did you take out of this game? Well, that was a much better played game uh, on the part of Miles City. Uh, it was, you know, close. It was within a score the entire way. There's some things that happened in that game that, you know, might have affected the outcome. Um, it was, a, it was a rough, physical, hard-hitting game. Mile City showed up for this one. Um, I had my doubts that they showed up for the first one. They certainly weren't as well-prepared uh, as Billing Central was in that regular season meeting. This time in the semifinal, they were, uh, they were down a couple players from injury. Um, their tight end and best defensive player, their defensive end, Ben Glasscock, wasn't able to go. I think that was a huge, uh, a huge missing component for them. And they hung with Central the whole way. Central, you know, wasn't quite as sharp as they were in that first game, but that would have been impossible because uh, Marcus Whitman had a perfect game, literally a perfect game in that first matchup. He was 8 for 8 for 151 yards and two touchdowns. He actually had some balls that went incomplete in this one. And, you know, outside of a couple, you know, a 21-yard run and a 25-yard run, this game was all, you know, for Central was a was a bunch of shorter plays grinding it out, and they just uh, they made the most of their opportunities. Whereas Miles City missed a couple. Uh, it wasn't a turnover for Miles City until the final pass of the game ended up being the final pass of Carson Hunter's career. But it was uh, definitely a game where uh, both teams were a lot more representative of of you know the quality that you had grown accustomed to from a billing central and a mile city. So um, I, I wasn't surprised that game ended up being 17 to 10 could have mm-hmm. been 17 to 10 either way. Um, but you know, it's, it's central that'll be representing the East uh, against another team from the East uh, in Laurel um, or against Laurel uh, at Lockwood again uh, this next week. Brian, looking at the two teams that unfortunately will not be competing for a state championship, obviously these teams have been uh, tradition programs. They've continued every just every single year to be in the conversation, obviously have a championship pedigree along with that. Looking at Hamilton here, I know just taking an early look at them, obviously, for next year, but what do they have coming back, and, and do you see Hamilton staying at the top? Well, Hamilton is so well coached. They've got a tradition of excellence there. I don't know if they can stay at this at this level that they've been the last uh, several years. Um, you know, you'll have Tyson Rasta back, and he is uh, he's a uh, outstanding player. Now, who they'll have running the ball or their you know primary um, target because uh, Jaden Clement uh, will be graduating. Uh, both of the Bens will be will be gone. They're going to have to, you know, find some new names for um, all of us to talk about there. But if there's a team that can, you know, reload again, it's them. Uh, I'm not too worried about them all of a sudden falling off the, off the class A map. Um, On the other side of the, uh, of the state, um, I don't want to say anything disrespectful to Miles city, but they graduate a lot this year. Um, Just, Carson Hunter and Jaden Venable alone, uh, both of them being gone, they are uh, they're going to be missed. Uh, 
Dalton Poleski was a fine receiver for them this year and uh, served ab- admirably uh, as a backup for them at quarterback, but he's not the player that Carson Hunter is, and I think that Dalton would be the first or second person to say that. That having been said, the kid works hard. He's going to give it everything that he's got and um, you know, might surprise some people next year, but I, I don't think we're going to be seeing Miles City in the semifinals next year. I would love to be surprised, uh, but I think next year um, – Central's always there. Laurel's always there. Um, you've got some up-and-coming teams that'll be really fun to watch in the West next year. Uh, so I just uh, don't know if we'll we'll see the same group in 2021 that we saw this year. Speaking to that, and I know we've talked about Carson Hunter before, but just again, a, a very, very good quarterback, one of the best in the state of Montana here. What has this guy meant to the community of Miles City and what his legacy is? He's on the short list for the best player that the Cowboys have ever had. Um, that's a long history. That's a lot of great players. I don't say that lightly. He's an outstanding human being. Uh, he's a great kid, fine human being, even better person than he is a football player. I know that saying gets tossed around a lot. I mean it. He's, he's a good kid, and he will do fine in whatever he chooses to do. I know that he uh, has been talked to uh, by a bunch of NAA, NAIA teams, He's got the talent to play pretty much anywhere. I know that you know college coaches want to look at size and might not see him being that prototypical size that you had like Carson Rostad last year. But you know, if you want to talk heart, intelligence, arm, all of every intangible you can think of, Carson Hunter is going to be at the top top of your list. It's been you know a pleasure and an honor to watch him play these last three years. Um, he, uh, he's been, he's the winningest quarterback that Miles City's ever had. And Miles City has had more wins than anybody. And, uh, he will definitely be missed both for leadership and what he, uh, brings to the team on the field. We're talking about the Class A state championship game between Laurel and Billings Central with Class A football insider Brian Reed as he joins us on the Whitefish Credit Union hotline. Uh, Brian, just looking at this matchup here, what's an individual matchup that really kind of stands out to you in this matchup? Well, I don't know if you want to break it down to individual, but if you want a personnel group, it will be the two lines against each other. Billings Central is it still a run-first team. You know, you've got Brock Ping and Derek Damianovic uh, running the ball, mainly Ping this year, uh, but Damianovic is such a hard guy to bring down, runs hard, tough player, and uh, they're going to look to get it done on the ground first. They've got, you know, at receiver, they've, they don't have a wealth of targets, They've got two guys that they throw to more than anyone else and will surprise you by having a completion to, you know, anyone other than, you know, Brackenridge or LaFontaine. But if, if Billing Central is going to win, they're going to have to out physical um, push around Laurel. And Laurel's not a team that gets pushed around very often. They were down a couple of players in their first regular season uh, meeting this year. Laurel was. They've got both of those guys back, uh, Jackson Whitmire and uh, Emmett Renner. I mentioned Renner earlier. That's going to be a, make a huge difference for Eli Avey, uh, having Waddell and Renner as targets, and then James Oaks uh, running the ball. Um, he'll um, expect a big game out of him. Good kid. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, you know, I expect it to be close. It might be, you know, very similar to what we saw in the semifinals. I think we'll see a much better Laurel team than we saw earlier this season against Central. But you know, lots of teams have tried to beat Central this last year. None of them have succeeded. They're they're the undefeated team, and you know, a lot of people's uh, favorites for the game. Traditionally, Laurel hasn't uh, had much success against Billing Central. They beat them last year, and then Central made it its mission to not make it two in a row uh, to them this year. Uh, but uh, it should be a, a great uh, championship uh, matchup. Brian, when you look at the offenses and defenses in these games, uh, which offense and which defense do you think have the edge? Offense? Well, honestly, I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer the same for both. I think that Laurel is more dynamic than Central is. Mm-hmm. I think that they are they're a little bit more adaptable. Central doesn't do a lot of things, but the things they do, they do to perfection. Mm-hmm. That's how they that's how they beat you. But if there's a team that knows Central as well as anyone. It's Laurel. So Laurel's not going to be surprised by anything that Central draws up. It's just a matter of stopping that execution. Laurel is is more dynamic. They've got more playmakers, especially in the passing game. If I had to pick a passer between both teams, I've I've got to prefer A.B. over Whitman. Whitman is a fantastic quarterback, a great runner, but he... uh, He's not quite the the passer that AB is. That having been said, got to give uh, you know Whitman his credit. If he has over twelve passes in this game and completes you know uh, all but you know if he only has a couple incompletions, he's going to finish as the uh, by a wide margin the most uh, highest percentage of completed passes that a Class A quarterback has ever had. He's seventy five percent this year. So he's when he throws, it's usually a completion, but they're usually you know shorter passes that don't go forever unless there's a blown assignment on defense. With with AB, AB's not the runner that uh, Whitman is. He can run when he needs to, but not that that's not their design uh, in their offense. Uh, but he does have a terrific offensive line in front of him. They will move the sticks. And they they have more weapons for a big play than Central does. So, if you're asking for my prediction of the game, I think Laurel's going to win it. Uh, know that uh, both teams um, hate to lose to one another. They really, I mean, there's your old school rivalries where things might not be the way that they used to be mm-hmm. between teams, but these really are two teams and two communities that really don't care for one another all that much. And I, I expect a very physical game. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's a it's a clean game, but I do expect a lot of physicality uh, on uh, on every play from um, from the opening snap to the final whistle. Right now, my featured guest, Brian Reed, Class A Football Insider. Uh, Brian, my final question for you, just your final thoughts here is we're down to this final week of the season, obviously. I'm, um, I'm glad that uh, we're here. I'm glad that we were able to get a complete season in. Um, I was I was wondering if we would get a season at all. There were points where I was wondering if we should have a season at all, or you know if the playoffs were just pushing the luck too much. But to the credit of everyone who is playing this year, uh, they made it through, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens in 2021. But you know, 2020's got one more game at the Class A level. Couldn't you couldn't ask for a better matchup than Laurel versus uh, Billing Central. So the the last one should be a good one. 
Um, I hope it's a classic game that's that's remembered uh, for you know its competitiveness and uh, that it ends up being one of those all time great uh, meet matchups where one team wins by a single point. Um, but we'll just have to see, and uh, that'll be at uh, Lockwood on Saturday. So um, the uh, the new field out there uh, will christen itself with a uh, championship game. I was about to say, Lockwood's been having a lot of great games uh, on that field. And again, Brian Reed, Class A Football Insider, joining us here on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Again, check him out on Twitter, at Red Mule Sports. Great threads about the history of the game for Class A and some great football players here in the modern day as well. Brian, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight as well. Look forward to chatting with you again to put a final bow and wrap up the 2020 season. It'll be sad to have it be done, but I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, take care, stay safe, and uh, stay warm now that it uh, might actually be winter, winter. <laughs>